This week on the Off the Crossbar podcast, it's week two of social distancing and Bears already sick of all the walks. This week on the second installment of the OTCB 20 and 20, we welcome Brad Creek. He once won three national championships in the span of five years. Find out more on OTCB. I am an outlaw. everybody are you surviving it is now full lockdown mode here in the province of british columbia only essential trips outside are allowed so i just went and stocked up on groceries bears got a lot of food call of duty is on the constant play of the ps4 i am terrible But I'm surviving. We're getting by. The weather has thankfully been nice. So it hasn't been miserable to go outside or even just to look outside. But looks like we're still where we're at. Keeping distance, staying safe. And I hope you are all doing that. My name's Teddy Jenner. And you can get a hold of me at Off the Crossbar on Twitter. Or you can email me, teddy.jenner at gmail.com, send me your social isolation zones, how you're getting through, what your setup is, and let's just keep everybody enjoying themselves as best we can. Micah Kersey is doing an incredible job of that with his daughters on TikTok. My goodness, I didn't think the No Mercies could top themselves, but they continually do it every time out. If you haven't seen it, Go check it out. It's it's him and his girls. They're on the TikToky talky tick. Um, and it's uh pretty fun. Like I said, during these crazy unforeseen times, we gotta find any way to give a little bit of humor, lightheartedness, break up the stress and the fears and the worries of everything else that's going on in the world, and just try and keep everybody sane. So Micah Kersey doing a great job. Uh, Scotty Campbell had a video out. John Grant Jr. and his daughter Gabby are out putting out videos. I think everybody is just using social media for really what it's there for. Keeping people entertained. Having fun. Not taking yourself too seriously. Putting stuff out there that you think is funny. And let everybody enjoy it as well. So that's what we're going to do here. Uh, once again, on the show this week, we're going to welcome Brad Cree of the Toronto Rock. Uh, I first met Brad when he came out west for a summer with the Victoria Shamrocks. Had a pretty successful run here in two years. Went to two-man cups. Lost one in Six Nation. Won one here in Victoria. But that man cup win in 2015 was the final Canadian national championships that he won in the span of five years. Founders, Minto, Man Cup. The three best that you can win at that level. The only one he's really missing is a President's Cup. And maybe that's somewhere down the road for Brad Cree. But right now he would love to get himself an NLL title. The one thing missing from his shelf. But he's also missing lacrosse. Just 
like the rest of us. Luckily, he's been shacked up at the rock pile with a few of the Toronto Rock lads, and uh, if you ever see Nick Rose's social media or even Damon Edwards, those guys keep it light, keep it lit, keep it fed, keep it enjoyable. There's always something going on at the rock pile. And... That is one of the great parts about the National Lacrosse League is you can have these situations where a bunch of guys all live together, whether it's in the same building or whether it's in the same house, and they become, A, that much closer together as teammates and friends, but in this day and age can put out some great content. Um, Nick Rose has been doing this for a long time. If you go back to the old Boston Blazer days, uh, he was making little videos and being part of them. There's the one where they're reenacting the scene from super bad. I think it's him and Matt Lyons. Rosie's got his gear on just some great stuff. So Rosie knows social content. Brad Cree is kind of the other way. He's not much of a social media guy. He's pretty low key, but he knows how to get after it how to have some fun, and just be one of the guys. But as he has grown throughout his lacrosse career, he has had to mold his game. He's never been a over-the-world prolific goal scorer. I'm sure he would agree to that. The most he ever had in one year was his last year at Junior B with the Bulldogs. He had nine in the regular season. And then he matched it up with uh, seven in the postseason. Junior B was a bit of a dangler if he had to be, but more of a backdoor transition D guy. But it's interesting when you look at his NLL stats and you go to the face-off category. His first two years in the league, he took one. That's when he was with the Vancouver Stealth out in Langley. And they had Tyler Garrison taking the majority of their draws. But as soon as he went to Toronto, he became really their de facto face-off guy. In his career, leading up to the pause button, he had taken 1,057 draws. So he's taken 1,056 of those with the Toronto Rock. We'll get into why he made the switch. We'll also get into what it's like being from Acton, Ontario, what it's like to live in the Rock Pile, what he's watching, and does he keep in contact with his elementary best friend? We'll find out. This is the second installment of the OTCB 20 and 20 with the Toronto Rock's Brad Creek. Yeah, so with Brad Cree and uh, getting his rock hat and he's already got the jersey and is an Orangeville kid, uh, what does it mean to you to put on that jersey? Uh, I know it means a lot. You know, Toronto's a good place to get home. Um, I think every, every kid from Ontario really wants to go to Toronto, so it really means a lot. 14th overall in the second round by the Toronto Rock. He is Brad Cree. My friend, how are you? I'm doing great. How you doing? Uh, I can't complain. Trying to stay sane. How are things in Ontario? You guys safe and sound? 
Yeah, we're uh, we're actually pretty fortunate for the house we're living in. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of space there, so uh, as good as as good as we could be for sure. You're at the rock pile with uh, with a few of the fellows. Who uh, who is in that house right now? We've got uh, Nick Rose, Sean Rogers, Adam J, Zach Manns, and myself. So there's a little West Coast, little East Coast, uh, some Orangeville, and everything in between. You guys uh, getting along okay? Yeah, yeah, it's been good so far. Um, trying to find things to do, but uh, we've got a lot of gamers in the house too that can kind of keep to themselves as well. So um, stay out, stay out of their way, and stay off the Wi-Fi, and and, and all is good. You're not you're not gaming. I, I I do a bit of gaming. I don't have my own Xbox ring, so I kind of dip in here and there. But uh, I've been playing a bit of Fortnite. Yeah. Zach Man probably hasn't left his room in a couple of weeks, has he? Zach Mans has probably had 800 kills since this has been going on. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to hop into the 20 and 20. Uh, thanks for joining us. First one uh, right out of the gate, obviously, with everything in COVID-19 and all that. Are you guys running out of food yet? No, the grocery stores are still open, so we try to make limited trips as much as possible. But uh, it's good because, uh, you know, we're we're cooking a lot more and, a lot, a lot of the guys that you didn't think knew how to cook are, are coming out of the woodworks here and, and making some meals, so it's nice. Uh, that was going to be one of the questions. What's uh, what Chef Rosie got going on these days? Is he still breaking things? He's breaking it, but he's not posting them as much. He's, uh, he had the slow cooker out the other day, um, but he, he came home with a couple steaks, and uh, yeah, he, he's, doing it. he's doing his job. Is it kind of like doing his job? Is it kind of like the, a fire hall where kind of everybody takes turns? Well, it's been different lately. Like, you don't know which guy's going to be home and whatnot. So I think everyone goes and uh, gets their own stuff. But, like, the essentials, like, you know, milk is kind of community and, and little things like that. But most of the guys are actually cooking their own meals. What's your uh, go-to? I got this jambalaya that I, that I do. With the shrimp and, and uh, sausage, yeah, with the rice. That's a, that's a pretty hearty home-cooked meal there, my friend. I'm very impressed. Oh, thanks, Teddy. No problem, buddy. Uh, who's the king of the rock pile? Who, like, who runs the house? Who runs the house? Oh, I don't know who runs the house. Um, Nick's the oldest. Nick's got the master suite. Um, I definitely wouldn't say he runs the house, though, but... Uh, I don't know. I don't say. I don't think anyone runs the house. Jamie Dallas runs the house. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the landlord. Has he ever, you know, put you guys on uh, eviction notice at all? No, no. We don't hear from much about about the house. Just if there's an issue uh, with a water situation or whatever, he's that's about the only time he gets involved. But <laughs> we're we're out in the country, so. You guys have had a, a few little shakers there, but as you mentioned, you got some gamers there. Are you going to guys start a, an esports team if uh, lacrosse doesn't get back soon? Yeah, well, I uh, I played hockey with Zach Hyman, and he posted something about this EA Sports Gaming League. So a couple of the guys were going to tweet out at him. I'm not sure if they did or not, but um, like I said, we're out in the country where our Wi-Fi isn't as strong as as we'd want it to be. So. I don't know how many guys can get on the uh, server at one time. What's the best guy's road trip you've been on? Guy road trip? Yeah, like you and the boys hop in a van, just set her on the road with no real destination. But what's the best trip you can remember? Um, 
actually, we were talking about this the other day. A lot of my trips I do with actually with Rosie, where we'll, you know, play a game somewhere and we'll extend our flight for a couple of days. But we were talking about Boston the other day because uh, I think it was St. Patty's Day and the Dropkick Murphys were playing at the House of Blues. So we had a good time there with uh, Damon and Rosie and I. Um, but the most recent was probably San Diego. That was that was a cool trip. We drove down the coast there and. It was uh, that was a fun one as well. Did you ever get to Tofino while you were out here on the island? I did once after the manor. Um, <laughs> that was a good time. That was uh, <laughs> well. I'll tell you the crew, and then you you be the judge if you think it was yeah. a good time. It was uh, myself, Danny McRae, Mitch Jones, Corey Conway, and John Harnett. Oh, tame. It would have been real tame. Couple buddies there, yeah. So you know. That was, uh, I think we had the cup with us too, and we had to give it off to Daryl Veltman for for his wedding up there. (laughs) Uh, Did you know that you and I share the same birthday? I did know that. I did. Yes. What a a time. What a great day, July 23rd. It's a beautiful day. Nothing better than a summer birthday. Right? Yeah, no doubt. School's not around. You're playing lacrosse. You're with your buddies. Um, Are you more of a Leo or are you more of a Cancer? I'm a Leo. Yeah, I'm a Leo. You like the spotlight. That's it. Yeah, for sure. Um, number 20, how come? Um, I took 20 um, because our um, uh, Mike Hancock, uh, he had the late passing of his son, Colby Hancock. He wore right. number 20. So Hammer asked if I was willing to, to wear the number 20. He always wanted someone uh, that came from the Bulldog organization. If they ever played for the Rock, he wanted uh, someone to wear that. So. I uh, I told him for sure, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. You've won, or you've won three national titles in five years. You won a Founders, a Minto, and a Man. Which one is more special? Um, the the first one, the Founders Cup, was pretty special. It was uh, it was a long ride. It was the first one in in uh, the organization history too. But uh, there was something about winning it with all the hometown guys. Um, and we did it in fashion. It was uh, in do- double overtime, four three. So that was uh, that was pretty special to do that one. But uh, the Man Cup was it's hard to hard to say that one wasn't just as special as well. What makes Halton such a, a great organization? Because it's been a junior B powerhouse for as long as I can really remember. They've got a great group there. Yeah, well, I guess you got to you know tip your hat to to Hammer. He started yeah. that. Uh, and made it made it what it is, but uh, I don't know. It was the only junior B uh, team I played for, but so I kind of ex- uh, thought all of them was ran like that. But you know, as first class as junior B could be, you know, like you know, after the team was picked, you know, you had the shoes in your stall, all the gear, helmets, gloves. Um, but yeah, you had great fan support. Like when we were on our playoff runs, the our arena was was pretty well sold out. And, um, just, just a good group of guys like, you know, that you grew up playing with. Right. So it wasn't just kind of a bunch of strangers you just met. It was guys you've had a history with growing up as well. Uh, you get flipped over to Orangeville for your last couple of years, a junior, you win a Minto cup with the Hornheads. Um, for someone who's never experienced, explain the bunny barn on a rocking night. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to explain. Um, I didn't know what to expect, but, uh, you know, the, the bunny barn didn't really understand what that meant, but, uh, um, you know, coming out for like the opening, uh, 
you know, the opening face-off. He kind of did like the double take. Which I, you didn't think that that many people could even fit in that arena. Hmm. But it's a, it's a tradition that they have, you know, I guess you could say it's with us from across. But um, the thing that stuck out with me most is just coming, you know, a couple guys, you know, that would come, come over to talk to you and you're like, oh, who's that? And then they're just naming all these, oh, no, that's just, uh, you know, Josh Sanderson. Or oh, that's <laughs> just, you know, all kind of, you know, big names that, you know, you just, you know, that you talk, they talk to you one-on-one and you're just like, wow, like that's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of names that you're just always surrounded by good people and and good players. So the year you guys won that Minto cup with with Orange, was that the year that Mitch Jones went off? Yeah, he did. All right. I guess. He did okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That was the year that was uh, actually Mitch and I are, are, have played on each other's team twice and we haven't lost yet together. So, but, uh, yeah, he came out. Um, that that year was was stupid though. We had so many good players. It was just Mitch's turn to go off in that mental uh, cup run. But you know, there were so many guys that you don't even really talk about as much that were studs on that team as well. Yeah, you had Hellier, the Noble brothers, Jordan Critch, uh, Hostrauser, Ian McKay, uh, yeah. Wardo was in that. Like you guys were a pretty stacked team. That Coquitlam team was no slouch either. Right. But, you know, it didn't even feel like, you know, that our first time playing them, it didn't even, they were a great team, but it was just like, we had all our powerhouses up front and on the back end. And then it was just like to add a cherry on top. We had you or net. So yeah, it wasn't even, yeah, it was, it was, wasn't even close. Uh, then you and Mitch come out to Victoria. Yeah. You win the 2015 man cup, as you said, but everyone that's from the East that comes out to Victoria um, tends to get a car from their favorite used car guy in Jim Elf. What was the car that he gave you? Oh, it was, uh, what car was that? It was, um, I think it was an old, the old mobile, uh, I can't remember the name of was it, it a, now, but was it a cutlass? It might've been a cutlass. Yeah. But, uh, I was the only one that took really good care of mine. Like I, 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 That's I, rare. I think that thing's still driving. Yeah. I, I, a couple <laughs> of the guys, Went through two or three cars that year, I remember, but mine lasted me all year. I think that's why we had to take my car up to Tofino at the end. Right. The one that was still running. And that's probably why Jim Els is a big fan of yours, because you brought the car back in one piece. <laughs> yeah, he's like, wow, it's never been done before. <laughs> um, what was your best memory of being out on the island? Because, uh, you know, it's a great place to play a few months of lacrosse uh, in one of a, a great fan base as well. Yeah, that's hard to, to to put a finger on one of them. Um, I just remember there was, uh, well, the, the the group of guys we had in the locker room was unbelievable. But, you know, I met a couple, you know, friends, you know, like a couple of Wardle's friends, you know, that had a good uh, uh, a good group of friends there. So I did a lot, of, yeah. a lot of stuff with them as well. So not just like the players that were there. There was a lot of, you know, good, good guys that I met that was outside lacrosse as well that, um, you know, they were uh, were always doing things and and showing me around the island, but I can't put a finger on one. But uh, you know, a cherry on top at the end for sure. Was the Callum Crawford hit intentional? I don't know. I don't. I, I did see that he was just he was. Uh, they were talking about it the other day. I I don't think he meant to do it on purpose. Um, but the only problem that I've had is. You know, like the fact is that it happened. So, you know, 
I found if, if you want respect around the league, especially, I think you just have to step up and, and answer the bell there. And then I think I'd be all good with it, but I, I don't think anyone would ever mean to, you know, to lay a hit like that. And I'm not, you know, it's not on my mind anymore, but I just, you know, if you stepped up, answered the bell, then I think all is good after that. Big NLL question here that's been rocking the, the social media waves. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. No? No. Hard no, no. or just a maybe no? <laughs> Didn't D-Wood have a tough time with this one? <laughs> it was a taco. Uh, yeah, grow up, D-Wood. <laughs> I'm going to say it's just not a sandwich. We're just going to end it at that. Yeah, I, I, Jacob Rue said it, it's its own kind of meal. It's own kind of thing. Next question. Next question. Um, you scored three goals in your NL, NLL career. Which was the best? That's it? Yeah. Must be a typo there. <laughs> um, you know what? Probably my first goal because it was against uh, my former team. It was when I was playing for Vancouver. And I yeah. scored it against uh, The Rock, uh, B. Miller, um, who is just an awesome guy. But... Um, that, that game was also on TSN too, I remember. So there was a lot of publicity with that game. So, um, yeah, that, that one for sure. Uh, you spent two years, your first two years in Vancouver, you took all of one face off since then you've taken 1,056. What was the change? Jeez. Um, that's a lot of face offs. <laughs> um, you've won, half change. Of them. you've won over half of them. Have like I? 60%. That's, that's good. Um, I just, I think I got just pushed into the role. I think when I came back to Toronto, I think Patty Merrill might've had an injury. And I told Maddie, I said, I, you know, I, you know, took a couple in junior and then, uh, it was strictly just, you know, mucking it up. Like I have no, I can't do any of that pick and pop stuff. It's just literally just put it to a 50, 50 battle and, uh, and, you know, hopefully that we come up with it, but I remember my first year it was successful because I, we had like the best ball team in the, in the league. I think it was like uh, Jesse Gamble, Brody Merrill, Latrell Harris. Like it was, I could throw it to, you know, have like a 30% chance and we usually come up with it too. So. Huh. Uh, uh, ball teams are important, but how frustrating is it when you go up against, you know, say a guy like Baptiste who's just pinching and popping and there's just nothing you can do to stop it. Yeah. Yeah. We had a tough one earlier on in the year with Withers. It's just like, at this point, they're so good now. There's literally, there's nothing you can do. So, um, I try to change the way I take face-offs with just almost standing it up and trying to, you know, anticipate where he's going to go with it mm-hmm. and have everyone kind of lock off on the man. So it's, you know, at this point, you know, our gameplay was almost just to not, you know, get a transition look off of it. You know, who cares if they win it? Just, don't get a look off transition, but if you can find a way to just somehow not let him pick it up, then the rest will take care of itself. But yeah, these, these guys are, these guys are good. You mentioned uh, your hometown of Acton, Ontario. What's the best part about being from Acton? Well, it's uh, the old hide house. They say it's the worst. It's worth the drive to Acton. It's uh, the largest leather store in Canada. If not, maybe even, North America, but, uh, that's why it's on the map. But, uh, you know, next to that, I would say Sandy Chapman. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. The best thing to come out of acting is Leather and Sandy Chapman. That's it, for sure. Wow. Charlie Hustle. That guy's a legend. Yeah, I looked up to, to Sandy as, as well, and, you know, he even took a couple of face offs. So maybe that's why I kind of veered over uh, towards taking some. Who's your elementary best friend? My elementary best friend? Yeah. Like elementary school days. Uh, guy by the name of Billy Bergen. Nice. But um, after elementary, I think, uh, you know, once I started playing lacrosse, uh, Jordan Dance was, was, was my best friend. Does Billy Bergen still follow you on Facebook at all? Uh, we might be Facebook friends, yeah. Actually, my, my mom was at a party uh, a couple weeks ago, and she sent me a picture of him. He's got a nice big beard. Good guy. What are you binge watching? Last question. It's uh, quarantine time. You got a lot of time on your hands. You're playing a little bit of Fortnite, but what are you binge watching? Um, just finished the second season of Ozark. So season three yeah. starts Friday. Nice. Yeah. That's Wait. I'm looking forward to that. Have you watched Tiger King yet? That everyone's raving I'm about? on, uh, yeah. Episode three. I'm on that. That's, that's crazy. It's worth the watch. I haven't gotten into it yet. Yeah. I've watched, uh, two episodes so far and I heard that it's just going to get better. So. Can't wait. Uh, Brad, appreciate it as always. I know these are real wild and crazy times. So hopefully we can uh, get together on a lacrosse floor soon and uh, share some stories in person, buddy. I appreciate it as always and stay safe. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That's Brad Cree of the Toronto Rock number 20. Love the story of why he came to wear that number and the relationship that he has with Mike Hancock of the Toronto Rock, of the Halton Hills Bulldogs, uh, for his young son who passed away a few years ago. Uh, an incredible tribute to a great young man, and Mike Hancock has done so much for lacrosse in Ontario, but also for the Toronto Rock as their PR guy. He's now uh, does their in-house announcing, I believe. Uh, jack of all trades, but a real, real great person and great human and uh, a nice touching tribute by him and Brad to let his son's number continue on and survive uh, in his memory. So great, great touching moment there for his son, Colby. But great stories as well from Brad about growing up in Acton in the Hyde Hut. Uh, I need someone to take a picture of this thing and let me know if it truly is the largest in Canada, North America, or even the world. I need to know what it is, what they're all about, and what this store actually looks like. Uh, also the home of Sandy Chapman, Charlie Hustle, one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, guy just got it done, wasn't the biggest, but had grit, speed, finesse, and a scoring touch to go along with it. Uh, uh, a great role model for all those young kids from Acton, Ontario. So thanks to Brad. As always, want to make sure you guys are staying safe out there. As they say, wash your hands sanitize, rub everything down, just look after yourself, be smart. If there's anything we take away from this whole chaotic mess is we're all going to learn to live a little cleaner. Silver linings. Speaking of silver linings, I'm go play some Call of Duty. Thanks to Brad Cree, as always, for giving us some time. You can find me on Twitter at Off the Crossbar, or you can email me, teddy.jenner at gmail.com. Again, send me your setups. Let me know where you're hunkering down from. Let me know what the bunker looks like. 
Don't take all the food. Make sure you leave some for everybody. And if you can, share a little with those that are less fortunate during these times. Until we speak again, stay safe and be excellent to each other.